What's up, guys? Welcome to my very first episode of 9-4. This is a podcast about light, love, inspiration, all of that stuff balled into one. I'm your host, B-Wine, also known as Ray, legally known as Raymond. So what I'm going to do is every episode, I'm going to try to bring someone on so they can talk about their business, they can talk about their life, their situation, anything that they have going on to kind of be like inspiration to someone else. Because I do believe someone's story could definitely be the push to get someone out of their situation. So without further ado, I would like to bring my very first guest, a good friend of mine, um, one of my first friends that I met when I moved to Los Angeles. He is a business mm-hmm. owner, an entrepreneur, super talented. He could sing. A lot <laughs> of stuff bought into one. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Ish. What's Woo! up? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, you, Ish? Thank you. Thank you. So how you been? It seems like you're always on tour lately. I know. I've been well. Um, I haven't been in L.A. for a good month because um, I've kind of been on tour. Um, I, <laughs> I did enjoy um, uh, New Orleans. Um, I was there for Mardi Gras. It was my first Mardi Gras, so that was amazing. And then oh, I'm going to D.C. in a few days and then New York, and then I'll be back in L.A. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. When I saw your Mardi Gras picture, because, you know, I'm originally from Louisiana. No way. I, I know that. Yes. I'm originally from Louisiana and was raised in Alabama. So both of those places celebrate okay. Mardi Gras. And when I tell you, I was so homesick when I saw your pictures. I was like, no! What? Yes. <laughs> I know you probably had so much fun. I did. It was insane. And, like, it was pretty magical. Like, a lot of people who are from New Orleans, like, were used to it there. But, like, I was, like, mesmerized. But I didn't know that there was, like, a connection between New Orleans and Alabama. I knew you were from Alabama. But mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was, like, a connection as far as Mardi Gras. That's cool. You know what's really weird? And I don't want to seem like a total Beyonce fan. Nope. But... I already know what you're going to say. And you're like... <laughs> <laughs> <Nope. laughs> My mom is from... I was born in a small town called Opelousas, Louisiana, which is where my mom is from. And my dad is from Alabama. Mm-hmm. So you know the little mama Alabama and that, all of that stuff. Yeah. So that's me. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's my life story. Dad is Alabama, Mama, Louisiana. And, and Houston me. has a, a connection as well. Yes, see? Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's yeah, okay. some, sometimes I feel like she wants to be me. But it's okay. You know, she was born first. She was born first. Yeah. The birthday and all. But, yeah, so I know you had a good time during Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. What else has been going on in life? Because I last time we talked, you have had like so much happen because I know like your skincare line launched, which is doing extremely well. Thank How was that you. process like starting that up? Oh my God. You know, it was tough. It took a lot of planning. Like I thought it was going to be super, I thought it was going to be a lot easier than what it really was. And mm-hmm. the way that I just wanted things to be done, it took a lot of planning. And I mean, things are still not exactly the way that I want them. Um, but I did have to realize that there is a process. And I just would rather start off small than, and it'd be, mm-hmm. it be nice than to me, like try to do like a bunch of things and it not be nice. <laughs> I totally so, get it. Yeah. There's like a lot of skincare products that I want to add, like lip balms and stuff like that. But I have to keep tracking with the collection that we have first and mm-hmm. then add things later. Okay. So for those people who may have not heard, 
about your skincare line? What do you have so far that's available to the public? Yeah, so we have hyd- um, a hydrating moisturizer. We have a charcoal um, mask. You can also use it as a cleanser. And then we have a Pro Repair Serum and a Brightening Serum. They're both great toners. And the Pro Repair Serum is also like doubles, obviously, as a moisturizer as well. So it's really, really good. Um, They're all vegan and cruelty-free. And then we have CBD bath bombs. Those are awesome. (laughs) That's what's up. Listen, they feel so good. (laughs) I'm going to have to give that one a try. Yeah. No, I'm going to send you and Dad some. Please do, because yeah. guys, to be honest, I literally used his moisturizer. I was telling him that before the podcast started. I love his moisturizer. I live by it. I've been putting <laughs> it on every morning, like when I finish my skincare. Mm-hmm. But one thing I did want to talk about that I was really ignorant to, like a few years ago, mm-hmm. I was one of those, I never had like really bad skin. So I like, because you know, some people like grow up like, oh, I had this. You know, yeah. I had all these blemishes and bumps. I, I, I would say I had medium skin. It was okay. It was average. But I was one of those people who literally would put some St. Ives on and go. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people really, especially in our community, I feel like they don't know like about skincare because I didn't know what yeah. a serum was. I didn't know what a toner was. Yeah. I didn't know that. I literally thought a moisturizer was just lotion. I didn't know anything. So mm-hmm. I I think like bringing like knowledge to our community about these types of things, when you see black people have these types of businesses, it's like, oh, okay, maybe I should look into this. You yeah. know, so. I mean, you know, I do feel like, you know, it's just one of those things where, I mean, we as black people, we have such simple um, home items like Queen Ellen's, and you know mm-hmm. St. Eve's and like castor oil mm-hmm. and cocoa butter and like those things work for us you know what I mean mm-hmm. so there's really no need to re- necessarily reinvent the wheel um however you know um so as far as like as far as I'm concerned good skincare is a necessity but um all the other things are a luxury so I would consider my products just an extra thing um mm-hmm. and it also just depends on your skin type if you have really good skin you probably don't have to go out of your way to buy a bunch of other specialty luxury products. Um, But if you struggle with your skin, then these products may become a necessity. So it kind of just depends on the person as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think when we're younger and we have good skin and we're using cocoa butter every day and we're using, you know, castor oil or, you know, what like shea butter and stuff like that, there's no need to have all these different like toners and like, other things yeah. like that. But as you get older, you may see some things that you want to maintain. Um, and so that's when you start bringing in things like the eye correctors and like the eye serums and stuff like that because you want to avoid the under eye bags and things like that because we can't stop gravity. Um, Not at all. So I always <laughs> say with people like, you know, gauge it based on your personal needs. Like for some people, it may be a luxury. Um, for other people, it may just be like a necessity that they need this. Yeah, I definitely feel like now it's a necessity for me mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. you you get used to it after you do yes. have like a daytime and nighttime routine. Like sometimes if I'm rushed, I can honestly say there's been times where I'm like, oh, I forgot to moisturize and I'll get to work and be like, oh, my God, my skin is dry as hell. I need to put something on. Like you get used to being in that 
I don't know. When you look good, you feel good. Yes. So, <laughs> so true. So true. I, I don't know. I believe in skincare and I wasn't one of those people before. And Devin has definitely turned me over mm-hmm. to like a skincare junkie. Mm-hmm. And low-key, even like a makeup junkie. Because before, yep. I wouldn't do like, you know, I wouldn't, I didn't know anything about like foundation mm-hmm. or anything like that. Now, if I have like something coming up, oh, I know how to apply it myself. Yeah. My man taught me. Yeah, <laughs> especially being a, being a, being an actor, and just like also mm-hmm. like makeup is just one of those things where it's like a self expression too. So it's just like you know knowing yeah. how to apply it and and knowing how you want to wear it with certain looks and things like that are all really meaningful things to know. You know, once it becomes a part of your life. Very true. So one thing I did want to get into with you, I know. Um, with you starting the skincare line, which in my opinion, I know you feel like you're in the very beginning stages, mm-hmm. but knowing you, just a little backstory for everybody. I've known Ish online for like a few years. Mm-hmm. And I've always like, we've always like commented on each other's things, blah, blah, blah. You know, we were social media friends. Mm-hmm. But when I moved from San Diego to LA, I was always like, okay, let's do lunch. Let's do this. Yeah. Me and him are two very busy people, (laughs) but we finally, (laughs) we finally met. And when I tell you, when I sat down with Ish, it felt like I was literally talking to a friend that I've had for like 15 years. Oh my God. And it's just very nice to see everything kind of manifest of what you talked about back then, because you are in a totally different space now. (laughs) Oh, I am. <laughs> yes. You I you am. really are. <laughs> like, how, okay, we're going to talk about the business side of it first, mm-hmm. but how was it like starting, like, the startup process of, like, okay, at what point did you realize, like, look, I don't want to work for anybody. Ooh. I want to do my own thing, make my own money. And, like, was that stressful at all? Because oh. I know it had to be. Yes, extremely stressful. It was not easy. Um, I don't. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, you left your nine to five and you started these businesses or whatever, and you went into full-time entrepreneurship. You're so brave and yada, yada, yada. And that, like, I'm sure all of that can be true, but, like, it was really terrifying. And I wasn't really focused on being brave or revolutionary. I was focused on how, on continuing to survive, but still fighting for, like, what I wanted out of life at the same time, you know? Yeah. And so, and I was doing it in one of the hardest cities to surviving because LA is extremely expensive um everything is astronomically priced especially the rent and I Mm -hmm. quit my job so I didn't get fired I couldn't collect like an unemployment check I chose to leave with no real solid foundation other than a business that I was already running but it only made a fraction of my income at the time and so Mm -hmm. at the time I mean honestly yeah I figured it out and I applied some things that I knew but overall it was just a it was a combination of strategy and zeal and determination and grit grit yeah. a big part of it and god <laughs> like yeah. my higher power like it was really just a combination of all those things working together to make it happen um and you know there were still days that were really scary and really difficult and then there were days that were better um, and even still, there are times where it gets a little shaky. You know, I'm like, okay, like, is this still, like, you still got me? Um, but I've been doing yeah. it for so long. <laughs> I've been doing it for almost three years, full-time entrepreneurship. So at this point, like, there's no going back. Um, 
I'm I'm doing the damn thing. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. You really are. Thank you. Do you um how do you feel? How do you balance everything? Because mm-hmm. besides you always being on tour, <laughs> I don't know how, because we all get 24 hours a day, and I promise somehow you sneak in an extra five. Yeah. But I know <laughs> I you always have something going on, and it's so inspiring to see. Like, how do you balance everything? I do work some crazy hours, um, mm-hmm. but I try to scale back on that. I actually put my self-care first like it's actually at the top of my priority list which I know that sounds like well like how like you're doing all these different things like I'm running a digital creative agency with my best friend um and also doing the skincare line and then everything else in between and I mean I still do what I have to do for myself first like I won't answer emails or phone calls until I've meditated until I've had my green tea Mm. until I've paced around the room 50 times because that's just my thing. I'm, I'm a, I, I like to be up and pace and think. Yeah. Um, and then when I do that and take a hot shower, then I figure out what everybody else wants. <laughs> uh, I, I'm with and that. It helps I'm with me that. Kind of like go full speed ahead without stopping throughout the day because I've already taken care of me. Like I've already served myself. Um, so that's helpful. Um, and then often I just completely leave LA. Um, so like a big Mm. trick that I would recommend to a lot of entrepreneurs, um, is if you can go back home for a month, Airbnb, your apartment, sublease it for a month, sublease it for two months. Someone always needs an apartment in LA and leave. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like just get the fuck out for like a little bit and you can Mm. continue working. You can continue doing what you have to do, being available for your clients, but just sometimes getting out of the space of a city that's so big and so chaotic is really, really beneficial. Um, you save a lot of money, number one, because if you're at mom's yeah. house, she's cooking every day or, you know, you're hanging out with friends. You're not like just constantly on go, constantly having to survive and, and, and fend for yourself because you have that support from your family. So I totally recommend that, especially at this age. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. if you're still in your 30s, like, do that. Like, it's cool. Um, So I definitely recommend that. So I I do that a lot. So I will be in L.A. for a few months, and then I will leave and be gone for, like, a month, sometimes more. And I'm so glad you said that because, like, there's a lot of time. To people who really don't live in L.A., Mm -hmm. LA seems, I promise to a lot of people, it seems like a fantasy land. Yeah, a lot of people think it's like, oh, loving hip hop and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not that. It's, LA is very filtered. Yeah. And I'm one of those people who would like to talk a lot of shit about LA, but I love it yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like when you do, because it's very easy to drown in with everybody else, mm-hmm. because just like you have your skincare line, there's tons of other people with the same thing. Right, right. Just like my boyfriend is um, an influencer and does makeup. Mm-hmm. There's thousands of people with the same thing. Or like me, there's tons of people who are auditioning for the same thing. Right. When you step outside of that, you can really like focus on you and what you got to do and not be so drowned in what everybody else is doing. Yeah, and I realized that the people that stick out the most are really the people that don't even pay attention to other people at all. Like, 
Um, yeah. One of my clients and friends, which is amazing to do, like I love to work for people that I also fucking love, <laughs> is mm-hmm. uh, Cheyenne Kamora. And that's like her thing. Like she like completely tunes out Instagram and she like will go like a whole week or two without even looking at anything on Instagram because she's like, I don't want to be influenced. I don't want my work to be influenced by me comparing myself to what other people are doing because it can honestly be hurtful as an artist to see other people doing different things or even copying you. And then like, you know, like you're wondering, are you good enough? Are you enough? Like, are people paying attention? Mm. And so sometimes to keep your uniqueness, um, you kind of have to like just drown out all the other shit and leave, leave the city, leave Instagram, come back, you know, like, because yeah, it can, it can get to you. Yeah, that's very true. And Devin will probably kill me for saying this. <laughs> but one night <laughs> we were scrolling on the internet and this was literally, he considers himself like a um, a micro influencer because, you know, he's just getting started. He's still trying to build up his following and all of that. But his talent level is up there. Right. So at one point he did this video, put a song. One thing about it, Devin pays extremely close detail to like, background music the look and everything so we were scrolling on twitter and it was this girl who he doesn't even know and he literally heard the soundcloud song that he used like a few days ago for one of his other videos and she did the same exact look and he just froze and i was like turn it off yeah (laughs) turn it off that's all people do you there's nothing you can do about it you know, you could either take it as inspiration or copy, copying, which, yeah, in reality, it's copying. There's literally nothing but, you can do about it. All you can do is, like, mm-mm. keep doing what you do. <laughs> it sucks, mm-hmm. but, like, you, yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. And I have noticed also, when it comes to your self-care, you have been killing it in the gym. Thank you. When I tell you... I. I thought I was doing something because I'm trying to I'm trying to build up a little bit. But you, every time I think about, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym, I see you and Planet Fitness in the mirror, and I'm like, yeah. okay, let me get my shit together because yes. Ish is at the gym and I'm not, and I need to, <laughs> I need to get it together. Yes. Kudos to you because you. you are killing it. Thank you. Yes, I definitely want to like <laughs> take control of my body and like just see some changes for myself, and like I'm doing that, so I'm like excited about that too. I am super proud of you. And not to tell too much info, but I will say me and Ish, before like I met him, I was your friend on social media. Mm-hmm. And like I've seen you in some bad yeah. situations. Yeah. And to watch you kind of come out of a bad relationship, yeah. go back in a bad relationship, get out of that bad relationship and rebrand yourself. Yeah. That's self-love. Yes. Yes. Oh my god. That that's bigger this, than any skincare to be and it honest. Was so so difficult. Like it was so fucking hard. Probably the hardest uh time in my life. Um it it impacted me financially because I actually lost two clients because of the person I was with. I had never been with anyone mm. who was like mentally ill or abusive. I had never been in an abusive relationship. So it was like Oh my God, it was like getting fucking shocked by like a hundred volts. Like I was just like, whoa, I didn't even know this could be possible. Um, And it was really, really dark. I had to do a lot of work. I did have to get some help. I had to get some therapy because it was that real. Um, It wasn't like some situation where, oh, like some asshole cheated on me or anything like that. No, 
it was I actually there was a point where I had wished that I was cheated on or something else like this was like Mm. that bad so I had to really get some help and really heal um the beneficial part a lot of times when bad things happen it's for our good and I know that sounds crazy but it revealed to me a lot of things about people that were in my life I had to go because you can really see who folds when some shit goes down <laughs> like very true really know who is who when some shit goes down and then it also revealed a lot of things about myself that I needed to work on and you know I'm not big on being a victim I don't really want to play that role um mm-hmm. and yes I didn't deserve it and yes things happened to me um and I was in an emotionally and in eventually physically abusive relationship and that should not have happened. However, um, I can say this with confidence that whatever I didn't love about myself at the time, that person could see that and that's what attracted them. So I was attracting certain types of energy mm-hmm. because if I loved myself, there's no way that person would ever be able to have ever said anything to me or gave me the time of day. Um, Very so true. That was just a reflection that situation was a reflection of how I felt about myself. And until I started to change that, that's when things started to change for me. And so I was just like, you know what? No, I'm going to do this biz- this skincare business. That was therapeutic for me. Recently, you know, towards the end of last year, I was like, I really want to like take it to the next level with my health and like get even healthier and work out more and be conscious of what I'm putting in my body. And, I mean, we see the way the world's going. There's pollution, there's coronavirus, there's all this other bullshit. It's like, but what can I do to be yeah. responsible for my own body and my own life? Um, exactly. Besides painting. Yeah, and, <laughs> and my finances and all that kind of stuff. Like, I just wanted better and more for myself. So I started doing that. And then, you know, recently um, I met someone <laughs> a few years, a few mm-hmm. months ago, sorry. And um, things have been going pretty well, you know. So we'll see. We'll see what's up with that. But um I'm really happy and I, it feels good to like interact with the world differently. Um, and I just yeah. want to get better and better at cultivating my relationships and being a better person and being more present and loving on myself a little more. <laughs> As you should. As you should. Do you, and to be honest, a lot of people are going through what you went yeah. through. And I find like sometimes some people normalize those situations and yeah. like, oh no, it's supposed to be this way. It's okay if he acts yeah, this way. Not. You know, I just I'll just ignore this and take everything else. It's not it's normal. Not. It's not it <laughs> is not normal for the person that you're with that you are supposed to be in love with and be happy with to be Googling how to emasculate you, like all kinds of sick shit. And like mm. it's not normal for them to be like you know, harassing you and com- threatening suicide if you leave them and hitting you and all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, that's not normal. Um, and it's not normal to be berated and belittled every day by your partner. Like, yeah. that person is supposed to lift you up and build you up and support you, not call you names because they're angry at themselves and angry at their own lives. So it took me a lot to realize that. I thought, oh, this is just tough. Like, this is just tough love. This is just a hard person and I'm like nah this is not normal um so it took a lot for me to learn that and overcome that but yeah you're right we should not normalize that type of behavior in a relationship like no people should love each other and support each other 
Very true. And you said something that stuck out to me, like about how sometimes he would threaten to kill himself or suicide. But it's like a lot of people go through that route and it makes the other person feel like they're responsible for that person's well-being or, oh, I have to stay because I don't want you to kill yourself. Or, okay, I have to come up with some grand advice to stop you from doing this. And that low-key can depress the other person because it's like, I don't know what to do. I actually ended up having thoughts of suicide while I was in that relationship. I actually wanted, because I didn't think there was going to be any other way out. That's how dark Mm. it was for me. I wasn't, I wasn't strong enough to just get up and walk away until like the very end. Yeah. Um, And so I did have those thoughts because that person was saying things like that. And I just felt bad. And then also, you know, sad to say at the time I was in love with them. So I didn't want to leave them. I didn't want to leave them. Um, The time that I did leave them, I didn't want to leave them. It was just something I had to do to save myself, you know? So um, yeah. that, if anything, that was brave <laughs> to me. That was probably the bravest I've ever been is to like get up and walk away from something that I didn't want to walk away from, but I had to, to protect myself. Like that was the biggest act of self-love <laughs> that I could have ever gave, given myself. Yeah. And that was a very, very, very dark time. I mean, one of the darkest times I've ever had in my life. And, you know, people got to be mindful of what's going on around them and ask questions. You know, um, I don't recommend sharing finances at a certain age or a certain point, at a certain point, sorry, in the relationship. Um, And everything was just super rushed. He rushed me into everything. He rushed me into sharing bank accounts and he rushed me into everything. And I realized like he was meeting all of my friends and he was in my life, but like none of that I got access to from him, you know? And then mm, it was just give, yeah, give, give. So when I tried to, you know, he convinced me to break my lease and move in with him. And it was just too soon. You know what I mean? And I didn't yeah. really know who I was dealing with. And then when shit hit the fan, I didn't have anywhere to go. And he's pulling $3,000 out of the account that I just had, like that I just put money into. So um, what people need to realize about abuse is that a lot of people stay in abusive relationships because of finances, um, especially women. Um, so that's something to be mindful of. Like, just take your time when you're talking to people and dating True. people. Make sure you're not with a psycho, you know? Make sure you're with somebody who fucks Very with true. you and loves you and wants to see you win. And then once you figure that out, then you can start doing shit together, you know? Very, very true. Very true. Because that honeymoon <laughs> phase, it, it is it's real. real. It's real. Like, yeah, like let's talk all night on the phone. Let's go to the movies. Let's do that. But when you move in yeah. with somebody, it's yeah. different. It's it's totally different. And I'm pretty sure that pretty much taught you a lot of lessons and kind of was the blueprint for now your yeah. current situation. And now you know, like, okay. This shit won't ever yeah, happen like, again. I'm so much stronger <laughs> and definitely smarter and definitely just a lot less willing to tolerate certain things. Um, and just glad that I don't have to because, you know, thankfully I'm getting to know this person and they're showing me everything that is opposite of what I was dealing with two years ago. And it's been a really great experience to experience that kind of care from somebody. 
And I'm glad that it didn't harden me because a lot of people who go through things like this become pretty jaded and negative and even abusive, abusive themselves. And so that was one of the things that I, one of the first things I said when I went to go get counseling is I told the therapist, I was like, I don't want to be this person. I don't want to become that person, you know, like help me not be like that Mm. because I started to feel that way sometimes, you know, angry and just like, you know, so it's important to not let toxic people contaminate you, you know? True. Then you'll become him. Yeah. Well, dang. Oh, geez. (laughs) Well, it's, I don't know. I'm very, and I guess like ever since you and me, the first time that we met and we had like that long ass conversation Mm -hmm. at that restaurant, it was just like, I gained a very soft spot for you Thanks. as a friend because it's like, don't fuck right. with this. He went through a lot of shit. <laughs> he went through a lot of stuff and he's still here. And it was kind of fresh when me and yeah, you first yeah. met. And it was like you were still holding on and you were still handling yeah. your business. And look at you. Look Thank at you. you. Man, that, means, <laughs> that means everything to me. Seriously. Of course. It's, it's very... It's... It's a privilege to be your friend. Likewise. It really is. You are one of few people that I know here. And I'm like, damn, look at him. Man, Keep likewise. Going. Thank you very much. So thank you. Thank you. So um, before I go, well, before <laughs> we go, what would be, just give us three random facts about Ish. Three okay. random ones. Three random facts. Okay, one random fact is I love spicy boiled peanuts. <laughs> I'm country as hell. I love that shit. <laughs> the Florida <laughs> boy jumped out. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, another fact is uh, hmm, three random facts. Um, I'm probably way more proud of being a Capricorn than I should be. <laughs> like everybody loves their little zodiac <laughs> sign or whatever, but I really feel like that sign just really completely explains me. <laughs> Okay, I'm not sure. Oh, and then the third random fact is I am working on recording music. That's like something that I used to do. And I kind of walked away from it. I got hurt with some situations and I kind of gave up on it. Um, And I'm getting back to it. Like, I think that I need to like express myself through songs. So I'm going to like record some music and share it with people. (laughs) Ish, close the front door. I promise you, okay, let me talk for two minutes and then we can wrap this podcast (laughs) up. Because when I tell you that was one mutual thing that we had in common. So for you all, I literally, okay, so I'm into musical theater, but I just like entertaining, period. Whether it's like perform, when I was younger, I'm not going to lie, I performed at clubs with my friends. Then I did musical theater. I also recorded when I was much younger. But recently... I met up with a rapper and he asked me to do like some background vocals for him and also like work on a hook. So I'm actually supposed to record that this what? week. That's and so even amazing. though it's so small, mm-hmm. yes, I, w- I just feel like, okay, you're back to doing it. Because you know, if you don't mm-hmm. use it, you lose it. And I had to get back to it in some way, even if it was just writing yeah. for other people. And I heard you sing before, Ish. I remember those snippets you played for me. You better keep going. I'm Listen, ready to hear I'm working it. on it. I'm working on it. It's coming. And I'm excited about it. I am so ready to hear it. Yes, Thank friend. You. 
Ish, thank you so much thank for, you for having on. me. I am thank so excited. So <laughs> I am. Thank you. And of course, we will definitely continue okay. to chat beyond yes. this podcast. 